uh, Meat and Potatoes 2012, uh, Linda Gross from the Men's Advocate Show, KMET, uh, AM radio out in Los Angeles, uh, 1490 AM. Uh, last week, I was so great. Uh, it was so great to be on her show. She invited me to call in. I was there for like the whole hour of the show uh, talking about uh, adultery, uh, specifically adultery uh, on the female side, women um, cheating. Great, absolutely fantastic conversation. And it was so in-depth that I wanted to get Linda back on to my show to continue the conversation. So we have quite the show, actually. And gentlemen, from the Men's Advocate Show out of 1490 AM KMET, uh, L.A., right, uh, Linda? Is that uh, where it is? L.A., that's where it is. There you go, exactly. Linda Gross, folks. Thank you, Linda. Linda, how are you tonight? So gracious to have you back again. What's going on, kiddo? Thank you. Oh, everything's good. Good. Just gearing down for the holidays here. How about I you guys? I want to thank you so much for uh, letting me on your show. I hope I did not turn off anybody in the audience. Um, I hope I kept the colorful vernaculars to a minimum. And uh, was <laughs> I, Tim, all, Tim's I almost laughing. did the slip Tim, off myself. Tim knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. It uh Almost got that B word out, and then I caught myself. Oh, shoot. There you go. <laughs> now, now, Linda, so uh, I'll give my audience a quick uh, rundown, and I'll let you take over the microphone in a second. Uh, but basically, I was on last week with Linda's show, and so we're talking about adultery and cheating. And the emphasis of the show uh, last week was uh, the emphasis on women cheating. And uh, we got through a lot of the conversation, but one of the reasons why I wanted Linda back on to my show is this is it, it, this is one of those topics. It's like, yeah, you can't do it in an hour. Uh, maybe you could do part of it in an hour, and then like I'm doing now, call in next week. We'll continue it, and that's kind of what I want to do tonight. And so, one of the things I wanted to continue on is is we were talking mostly about why it happens, the sex behind it. We were kind of dancing around certain m metaphors and innuendos, uh, trying to give people a mental vision of why women cheat and why men cheat. One of the questions I want to ask you right now to continue the conversation is, in your research behind this, what number is predominant in cheating? Are, is it women who cheat more, or is it men who cheat more? Is it plus or minus 50-50? What, what have you found out? Men cheat more. I was really? going to say... Men cheat no, more yeah, No, I agree, Tim. That number is changing, and I'll explain that in just a second. Go ahead. But men right. cheat more because of a biological reason that when you get... A hormone dump, and that hormone is called testosterone, you have the urge to take action. You have to release. Whether you're using your hand or you're using another woman's body, that's the biological urge when that hormone dump happens in your system. Hmm. Men have 10 times the amount of testosterone than females do. So for that reason alone, it's because that hormone is there for the promotion of the species. If that hormone weren't there, 
the species would die out in a couple of generations. That's how strong and important a duty testosterone plays in the human spirit, in the human element. It's something that... So has... don't discount that. I know a lot of guys want to say, oh, it's 50-50 and this and that, and I'll get to that in just a second, but it's not 50-50. That hormone is very valid and very real, and you have to release whether you want to or not. <laughs> it's just it's just preordained. It's, the... it's part of your DNA. Right, this goes, now, when, ba- this goes now, when back to when we cheat, were in caves. Women cheat for a different reason. Women usually cheat because they're P.O. pissed off at you. It's because something the man did or didn't do, and she's going to get even with you. She's going to get your attention. She's going to do, and and in addition to the cheating, she might even take it another ugly level. Um, Like you, Christopher, she might, like, do it in your own bed or, or do it and get caught. I mean, she wants to really rub that in your face. Damn, you know? is that is would you would you say that that is also ingrained DNA? I I was got I interjected a moment ago. Uh, yes, for men, it's in our DNA. It goes back to when we were in caves. You know, we're hunters, we're warriors, we're you know, we're we're leaders. We we're that alpha male thing. Yes, I get that. It goes back to yeah. when we were in caves. But would you say that this getting back this uh, what I call the revenge f on your show um, <laughs> yeah. is is that also in a, is that in a woman's DNA dating back you know throughout history? Not in the same terms. Mm. Uh, you know, women's DNA. Part of women's DNA is they have what's called the attention whore syndrome. That if you're not paying attention to them or not giving them the right attention, uh, believe you me, they're going to, you know, attract someone who is going to give them the right amount of attention. So that part I will blame a little bit on the DNA. But with regard to am I, as a woman, am I motivated? Do I have this drive to self-pleasure or to have sex with another man because my body is telling me so? Not so much. Right. Not not anywhere near on the same level as a man's drive. A man gets a bodily message like, get this job done. It's almost like, you know, have you ever tried to hold back a sneeze or hold back a cough? I, I equate it to that. It's almost like the guy can't hold back. He's got to release. You know, you know? My, my... Sometimes sometimes you can hold it back, but <laughs> my, <laughs> not, not often, right? My... My study of history, I have constantly run into, it doesn't matter what leader I'm reading about, what point in time in history, whether it's American history or world history, that there is that concept that whatever leader or alpha person I'm reading about, yes, they had mistresses, yes, they did this, and yes, they had that urge. But I constantly, constantly run into that same theme where spouses or mistresses, concubines, yeah. or some other woman involved in history um, does what they do for subterfuge, does what they do to change the political spectrum, does what they do to create uh, a coup d'etat, does what they do to dissolve the monarchy, does what they do to uh, create disruption in the political uh, forum. I've run into that many, many times. The the 
separate you're, part you're, of, talk, you're talking about the woman doing those things. Right, exactly. I'm talking yes, about how that history... Does, that and, does and I'm trying to back up for, what you for, just said about how it's more of a psychological revenge thing. Let me just finish this one thing. Yeah. The women who aren't doing this yeah. are actual women leaders. Women who actually rose to the top, fought their way through it, became leaders of whatever society, nation, civilization, who did it. And uh, that's the only other aside. But by and large, most of the history that I have been reading throughout my entire life, when it comes to a woman involved in that portion of history, whatever it is I'm reading, they do what they do to egg something on, to change the political spectrum. It is literally, they're having sex to piss somebody off. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to my analogy, huh? Yeah, no, I, I can see that because, you know what, women can't, in most instances, women can't use their physical strength. So if their strength lies in the sexual arena, and if they have that, you know, in their repertoire... I guess they figure, why not? Well, why not? Because, you, you know, when you, again, getting back to history, when you study history 100 years ago, 200 years ago, hell, 1,000 years ago. I mean, women yeah. had a different position in society. So guess what, folks? Guess what? Guess what they had? Yeah, they had their conniving. They had their brains. But they had their bodies. And they knew that if, you know, you get with the right person, you get the right thing going on here, you can change the course of a civilization. Helen of Troy changed the course of an entire military operation. And there you go. I, I do agree with that. For those few women who are in touch with the power of that feminine body, I absolutely agree that they, they use their body as the tool. You know, they're not going to have, you know, muscles and arms and, you know, that kind of physical or strength. Or the political stature. But they use, right. They use the body as a tool. Right. Now, here we are today. That, now, let's, let's, go ahead, let's fast forward because yeah, I want to touch on what Tim's saying. Let's fast forward to today because the numbers with women cheating are growing and growing every year. They're growing. And when I did the research on why are they growing, it's not because, you know, oh, we're in this sexual revolution and people are watching porn more and there's sexuality everywhere. It's, it's actually more simplistic than that. It's not because of those things. Because a lot of women are not turned on by porn. Um, actually, the research shows that the numbers are growing for women cheating because their pocketbooks are growing. Because women are in the mm. workforce and their yearly income is growing compared to, like, especially if you compare it to their mother's generation, um, year over year, there are more women who are coming up in the ranks. There are more women bringing more dollars to the table. And with that brings self-confidence that I can just do whatever I want, right? Because you're not beholden to a man uh, to put food on the table and a roof over your head. That's why they're cheating. And I think feminine... Because it ups the confidence level of, like... I can do whatever I want. I don't need a man. I think feminism also, uh, now we're several generations past the 1960s uh, revolution, because it's so inculcated into the generations that I think, 
I think women have completely abandoned the the concept of, well, I'm a lady. I should behave a certain way. They've got this yeah. attitude of, ah, screw it. You know, it's like, I don't. And, Live and, for and, today. Yeah, you know what? And to a certain degree, I, I actually will defend that because this is what equality is about. It's like, you know, if you're, you're supposed to be equal no matter what. A man, woman, I don't care who you are, even disabilities, everybody's supposed to be equal in their abilities, and it's a merit-based system. But I think this indoctrination over the years through our school system, uh, through media, society, advertisement, clothing, what's fashionable, what's trendy, what's new, uh, gives young girls and women today an attitude of free free spirit, I guess is the... I'm going to use an old-fashioned term. Yeah, free spirit. With, yeah. with no consequences. Yeah, I, I think that that is in play. Absolutely. You have birth and, control. And to, and, to, and to my definition, to go back to the, the male dynamic there, to my definition, when we roll back the clock, 10,000 years ago, there is no such thing as a cheater. Because why? Because men were built to be polygamous. That's how they're built. They're just, they're a rolling stone. They're going to go from one village to the next. You know, they're, they're there to hunt. They're there to get the prey. They're looking down at the camp. Oh, there's a cute one down there. Is she cute enough for me to leave my prey and leave my perch and bang her and then get the heck out? That's how men are built 10,000 years ago. I, I, I'm, so, I, I'll agree with you, but I get, need to stop you. I think part of it yeah. also is, is not only cultural, but part of it is survival. If a man has a small tribe and there's a tribe over on the other side of the mountain range that's bigger, and they're threatening him, then he's going to want to fuck all the women in his tribe so that we can have as many boys as possible, or even girls, too, of, of course, so that they can grow yeah. up and, and do it with the boys so that we can teach the boys how to fight, hunt, and then defend ourselves against that other tribe on the other side of the mountain that wants to come over right. and kill us. Right. So I think the concept of... You know, you have to be faithful and all this kind of stuff. That was a concept, I think, that was invented by the church. Because guess what? When you have too many illegitimate kids, guess who's going to pay for that? Society is going to pay for that. And the church figured, well, we can't afford that. I mean, if everyone's going willy-nilly and popping out all these kids, who's going to pay for all these kids? So they invented... Uh, you know the the notion of fidelity, so men would stay put and and uh, you know bring bread and butter to the table and look after their wives, look after the children, and have a sense of responsibility. And at that point in time, we were building civilizations. We had cities, right. we had commerce, right. we had trade. We had to deal with the country across the border and trade with them. And so, th- yeah, this. This, okay, let's stop doing all this screwing around. Let's get some some let's get some principles going here. Let's get some law and order going on here, so that we can build our cities and build our infrastructure. And oh, this thing called capitalism and trade and grow and you grow your food and we'll trade it over here and we'll build canals and so that you could do stuff. If right. You, if you're just out there banging everybody, it just, yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. 
then then everything's going to take a whole lot longer if you're just you know just a rolling stone doing it by yourself absolutely and isn't how isn't it funny how for thousands and thousands of years we've tried to civilize ourselves right and we've been pretty successful to a certain degree right and then all of a sudden now the last five years it's now uh no longer shameful and worse than no longer shameful it's actually popular for women to have kids out of wedlock so look how far we've come. We're, we're like back in the Stone Age here. We've come really? full circle. <laughs> and guess who's going to pay for all these kids? Well, back to society. Exactly. Exactly. Let's kids. get Tim in here. I mean, we're, pay for it, we're paying for it. And they have lesser education. There's more crime. I mean, there's all kinds of illnesses as a result of, you know, kids out of... I mean, the list goes on and on. There's like 20 negatives that occur... When that woman has a kid out of wedlock, and, and guess what? Today it's popular to to do exactly that. And we have this organization in every state across the country, around the world for that matter, called Child Protective Services, which has capitalized yeah. upon this complete destruction and dissolution of the traditional American family. And this is where I get Tim in here. Right, Tim? Uh, that's just part of it. Go ahead. Well, I've been in the medical field for some time, uh, well, at least a decade. Uh, it was pretty well known within the labor and delivery, uh, postpartum, and the like, that even in the military as well as civilian sectors, the amount, uh, I, I guess they had a ratio, and that ratio was three out of five births where children born or conceived out of wedlock or at, out of their uh, out of the marriage uh, by having an extramarital affair or infidelity um, it was actually very common and that was back in the early 90s infidelity not necessarily just two people who are boyfriend and girlfriend yes we love each other and she got pregnant we want to have the child not, you're well, talking specifically infidelity. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, to where it was uh, wife and husband, and uh, uh, yeah. The, the and then this other kid comes along from somebody else. Was out of wedlock. Jesus. Anyway, uh, there's that, but we also have to uh, keep in mind uh, of uh, usually... Uh, the women, uh, the woman has, or the female has, all the choices to where she can bail on the responsibility of being a parent, or keep the child uh, without the father's consent. And on that note, uh, the father's pretty much hemmed out on child support, alimony, or if she falls for a welfare, which. I, I don't know what the percentage of who does and who doesn't, but I can uh, you know I can guess that a lot do. Uh, I I mean that falls back on the non custodial parent, which is usually the father. Tim makes a great point, Linda. If it takes two to tango, and men and women are supposed to be equal now in society, fifty fifty, yeah. right? If it mm -hmm. takes two to tango and women are supposed to be 50-50 with men, 
why is it always the men's responsibility here? Financially, everything else, oh, it's your fault. We somehow default, even though we're supposed to be equal, somehow when something like this happens, all eyes, accusatory eyes, turn to the men. It's all your fault. You pay for the abortion. You pay for the child support. You know you're not allowed to see the child, unless we in the court say so. But women are supposed to be equal. It takes two to tango. How, how do we square that round hole here? You know, the laws are absolutely not in the men's favor, and the laws absolutely have not caught up. I mean, let's say the woman um, it does cheat on her husband and produces a child out of wedlock. Guess what? Even with DNA evidence to show that her husband is not the real father of this child, the husband still has to pay child support yep. and the whole thing. You know, the laws have not caught up with what the reality is today. It's, it's really quite disgusting. But it, that's interesting that you say that. I, I, I understand that. Yeah, that's the way the laws are. Like, if there's a divorce, oh, my wife cheated on me, so we're getting divorced. Yeah, but you got this kid. Oh, no, it's not my kid. Oh, no, it happened when you were married, so you're responsible for it. Where's right. the DNA? Uh, again, the DNA test, you said, even though despite. So what happens to the other guy? The other guy that is actually. He gets off the hook. He gets he off gets, the hook? He gets off, off the hook. Oftentimes. Well, listen, you would want. Well, the, listen, hello, the, state legislature. Hang law on a second. Hang on. Presumed that the, that the current husband is the presumed father All of right. the dad. Hang on a second. Be- because, you know, back then when that law was written, they were assuming that everybody was faithful. Right. Well, hang on, state legislators out there. You're, <laughs> you're, you're missing a cash cow here. Because not only, yeah. according to the law, can you go after the uh, adjudicated father, meaning, you know, you're in that you're in that marriage, but now you can go after the the real father who really got the woman pregnant. Now you can collect child support out of two guys. You're missing a cash right. cow here, folks. And Tim, stop uh, tapping your uh, Coke uh, bottle there. It's not me. <laughs> it's I you, mean, Linda. Oh. It. Is it me? <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. someone's right. banging something How about there. now? That's okay. There we go. Sit still. Sit still and do nothing. That's okay, folks. Don't worry about it. You still hear it? But do you you understand what I'm saying? It's like... like, Yes. You know, back in the day, there used to be criminals who... So-called criminals were thrown in jail for 10 years, 20 years. And guess what? Years later, because of technology, the DNA evidence released that prisoner from jail because they were not the guilty party and they were exonerated, right? So I think those kind of laws need to get implemented in the family court system because, you know, that's part of the reason why, you know, the moniker of my show, The Men's Advocate, you know, some of these laws are just, they just don't make any sense anymore. They're just outdated and they don't serve the party that they're supposed to be serving. So, you know, it's my job and the two of you to bring these sorts of things, these discrepancies to the attention of the masses and hopefully united we can get together with our senators and our our congresspeople and representatives to help change those laws. 
But how much of this, uh, I want Tim to answer this question first, and then I want you to chime in, Linda. How much of this, though, uh, our senators, our congressmen won't change this? There's just too much damn money being made here. I know. 100%. I know. And, and we, and, you know what? Hang on, Linda. Hang on, Linda. Linda. Make... Hang on, Linda. Go ahead, Tim. Okay. No, it's just usually we get lip service. Uh, we, we brought it to the attention on. Uh, especially in Washington, um, not D.C., but Washington State, uh, there was a, a gentleman that went, actually went up there and spoke uh, on the legislative hearing uh, when they were actually letting the, uh, the townsfolk speak up. And he actually had it recorded, and it, the, the absurdity was just – I mean, I mean, they were uh, – the lawmakers, they were uh, – I, I need to show you guys this video because he did put it out on YouTube. I just hope that YouTube didn't you know, yank it. But uh, the, the lawmakers were actually saying, yes, we know, we understand, and yes, you're still going to pay. Uh, there's no resolve. Um, and they kept on throwing in there, well, we got to think of the children. we got to think of the children. Uh, and yet uh, the, the, the fathers are on the hook 100%. And uh, the gentleman that was talking to them, he uh, was in love with uh, the woman that he was with. Come to find out, uh, the woman was married. And the, the, uh, the, the, the man that she was married to was actually in the military. Uh, yeah, the plot thickens. But, uh, I mean, soon as... Uh, she got pregnant. Uh, she listed her husband and put the husband's information down, all this other kind of stuff. And then she ended up leaving her husband, getting a boyfriend. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking like a vicious triangle here. Absolutely. Uh, but he, she ended up putting her boyfriend's name down on everything, changed everything. And how she got away with that is, uh, I mean, they just let her do what she wants. They basically they let the mother do exactly everything right. that she wanted. Right. Uh, she uh, forced out uh, the gentleman that I spoke with that went to Washington. Uh, he he doesn't even have a say in the matter, uh, but he is paying child support. Let, let, uh, she tried to hunker it down on the boyfriend that she's currently with, but at that time he was unemployed and. Uh, the gentleman that spoke in Washington was employed. So guess who they went after? Yeah, she's trying the guy to, that was employed. Yeah. And she's trying to uh, milk both teats of the cow is what she's trying to do. Uh, oh, uh, so, 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 Linda, yeah. so, Linda, take it from here about the money that's being made, some of the research you found out, and uh, I have a follow-up question after that. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the woman should not be able to write down on that uh, – vital statistic card in the hospital, you know, whom she thinks the father is. It's, you know, like the the case that, that Tim just mentioned, or let's say she's sleeping with two different guys, three different guys in the same month, and she's not really sure which one is the father. So it behooves her to put down on that card the guy who's earning the most, right? Whether that's the true answer or not. I say we need to take that out of her hands. She should not have that right because women are not uh, faithful anymore. She should not have the right to put down, you know, 
whatever name she wants on that card and it gets filed in the hall of public records it's ridiculous so the only way around this is there should be mandatory dna testing at every birth to you know completely assure uh the public records who exactly is the identity of that child who fathered that child it's it keeps society together and my follow-up question here is, is, is it easy for women to engage in this type of thing uh, Be simply because we are at that point in time where the government will pay for everything, the taxpayers will pay for it, the courts are on your side, and... So there is maybe this psychological thought in the back of a woman's head. Uh, it's like, well, it's not my problem. I'll just, I'll have him pay for it. I mean, literally, seriously, that women are that, oh, okay, it's my show, I'll say it anyway. That women have debased themselves that far to where they actually say, fuck it, I'm pregnant, I don't know whose guy it is, fuck it, the state will pay for it, where's my welfare check, here we go, I don't care. I mean, That's exactly what's going on, are we that's at exactly that? what we they're are, saying. Right. And if they're not saying it for that reason, it's like, you know, I had to deal with the thick angles, I had to deal with the nine months of pregnancy, I had to, oh, you know, right. somehow or another they feel like they're entitled to it all. I was so, sick for three months. You pay for it. What, for 20 fucking years? Are you serious? Yeah. It's not even my fucking kid. Yep. Wow, nine yeah, months. How, how, uh, tell you what, lady. Why don't you go talk to a veteran who doesn't have legs to swell up? And, and no, I'm talking about a female <laughs> I know, soldier. Right? A female soldier who was uh, in combat, walking the streets of Iraq or whatever. Come on, please. Give me a break. I know. It's it's completely so out of line, and unfortunately, our society is encouraging this bad behavior today. It's well, just no, ridiculous. It, well, and here we are at the pinnacle of society, where women are at the pinnacle of, of equality. Uh, they fought for rights. They fought for everything out there, the equal pay thing. They also fought, I want to be in the military. I want to stand right next to my male soldiers and walk that line and do that. I want to be the tank commander. I want to be the CEO of the company. Women have everything today. The glass ceiling, I'm sorry, folks, it doesn't exist. It's just a construct of the left. We are living in the 21st century. Women can do whatever they want. And this conservative right here will tell you, trust me, folks, I know many women. This one right here on the show. Do whatever you want. I don't give a damn. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Why? Why is there a segment of our female population that defaults to this Maury Povich level, Jerry Springer level of mentality? And they continue it, and they feed it, and society feeds off of it. And we're and and our shows, Tim's show, my show, your show. We're di- we're trying to scoop up the garbage of all of this and try to make sense of this. Why? Why are 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 a segment of our female population still hanging on to that gutter level? There, I don't know. Go ahead, Linda. It's. It's just the easy way out. It's 
you know, it's, it's, I call it the lottery mentality. I mean, how many people, you know, go hit the lottery at 758 because they're really certain that they're going to win tonight. And why work? Why study? Why get an education? Why do, endure, you know, 10 years of hardship to get where you need to go in your career? Why do all that when, you know, you can just spend a dollar and win the lottery, you know? And that's what they're doing. They're spinning the wheel. Right. And they 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 have the approach that oh well the government will take care of me or society will take care of me. I see it in my job. I uh, uh, property management, apartment management. Uh, we work with a lot of Section Eight uh, type of stuff. I see it all of the time. That gimme gimme gimme. It really really is. Uh, there. I'm 54, so the vast majority of the clients are in their mid to late 20s, early 30s, if they've been in the system a long time. And it is. You you, you can't get around it. You can't get around it. Um, just, you know, if you, you prep a, a place, an apartment, brand new furniture, everything else, and uh, you know what? We're, we're having a problem with the light in the back bedroom up there. The electrician can't be there till Friday. We're going to bring that. We'll get that online. I got news for you. They're hitting me in voicemail. They're hitting me in my email. They're hit. Of course, they have email and everything else, but it's like, when's the light going to get fixed? I told you Friday. The electrician, it's like, really? Gimme, gimme, gimme. You can't deal with a light being out for a couple of fucking days. It's like, this is this is where we're at now. That, that easy, easy. Where's my check? Where's my free apartment? Come on, let's go. It is systemic in our society. It is endemic. It is pandemic in our society now. Uh, Linda, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. You know, I'm all for giving a person who's down on their luck, you know, a leg up. But the leg up should be for a temporary point in time. Maybe you had a setback, maybe you lost your job, maybe you had an illness that caused you not to be able to work or whatever it is. But for the most part, most of these people are able bodies. They can learn. They just don't want to. They can learn a new skill that will help them get out of that that tough situation, get them off the streets, get them back into a productive member of society. But, you know, why do all that? when it's just easy to sit back and fill out the forms or whatever they have to do to get free money. Who doesn't want free money? Do you find that... Uh, There is no self-pride. There's no, uh, you know, there's no initiative to go after your goals, to go after your dreams. And I guess these people get stuck in their ways because maybe they themselves had a horrible childhood. Maybe they came from welfare moms or welfare families as well. Oh, God, so they're yes. just going to they're just going to continue that cycle. That's what they know. Uh, do you again in your research, do you find that cheating both men and women does it occur more with uh, lower income, middle income yes. or wealthy? I mean, or again, is it 50-50? I don't know. Yes, actually, the statistics show it, it occurs more in the lower income brackets. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, and because I you know what I think it is. I think it's. Uh, I I'll tell you right now. I, I have, it's I have, social I, media. It's social media, and it's Tinder, and it's and yeah. it's this, and it says, "I saw you with him with her last night. What are you doing?" You know this. Te- uh, oh, I see it. I'm telling you. The I'm Maury in Povich this, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the Maury Povich stuff. I see it out there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I think uh, I call it the. Taliban mentality, like who would put themselves in a jet plane and run it into the Twin Towers, knowing that you're going to kill yourself, right? It's a suicide mission, right? Who would do that? Who in their right mind would do that? And the answer is because you have nothing to look forward to. You have no way of feeding yourself. You have no way of feeding your family. So why the heck not? Especially when the main guy is saying you'll have, you know, 20 virgins on the other side. Hey, it's worth a shot. Maybe the guy is telling the truth, right? So I think with these women who are doing it in the lower income brackets, it's because they, you know, the cheating and the Maury Povich shows and everything else, you know, they don't, they're, they're, they're betting five guys a month and they have no idea which guy is, is the father of their kid. It's because they have nothing to look forward to. This is true. I I see some of the men, and uh, not the brightest bulbs in the box. Uh, I'm talking about the, uh, my my profession here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it actually gives me a very unique perspective on what we're talking about, because I'm sorry, I'm there eight hours a day working in these places, dealing with these places all of the time in these people, and it's the same thing. Yeah, not the brightest bulbs in the box. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself that, um, is this is this the best you can do? I'm, I'm thinking about the woman. Is this the best you can do? This is your husband, right. this is your guy. Go ahead, talk. Go go ahead, uh, Linda, and then I want Tim to chime in. I got to answer the door here real quick. Go ahead. This must be absolute torture for you to have a job, the kind of job that you have, being that you're in conservative talk. It's like you must be pulling your fingernails off of off of their nail beds or something every day when you hear these stories. You get these phone calls. <laughs> what is that light bulb getting changed? Right. <laughs> oh God, I feel for you. Go ahead, Tim. Well, as you know, with the welfare state and all that, uh, what you've just defined essentially is the birth of the socialism state. Uh, and I that's uh, I think, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders and if there was Bernie Sanders supporters out there, you know, I'm not trying to knock everybody here, but that was the shoulder he was leaning on. And that was socialism. Uh, next comes communism. And the difference between the two, well, socialism uh, could happen in a state or a country. And communism is about total communism. I mean, it's socialism, but on a global scale. I'll just say it that way to sum it up. Uh, I don't think – are there numbers out there from during the Cold War – of cheating um, children out of wedlock that the state ended up having to pay for because it's my impression from some of the things I, I have read about communism and even the Communist Manifesto is abortion's the big thing. It's like, you know, if you're pregnant, just get rid of the kid. You know, we only want, 
you know, the same thing with Nazi Germany. We only want true Aryans and mother, father, you know, have as many boys. And if you have girls, you know, have make sure they're blonde hair, blue eyed. So under a socialist state, the original premise would be we want, you know, we want troops and soldiers and, you know, those propaganda posters of everybody marching in line for a better future. But yet for with a Bernie Sanders type socialism, it's like it's like the millionaires and the billionaires and we're going to tax them all and give you all a free pony. And that's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, I think you nailed it on that one. I think you did a great. Inti- I mean, it's going uh, completely ass over too. tea kettle. Again, you think about even Chinese communism. Everything was about yep, the agrarian. We're going to work together, and you know, the family is the big thing, and the mother and the father, and make sure you only have one child, and yada yada, and everything is the propaganda posters. But it's different now. It's different now under this socialist idea of the left here in America, where it's like, eh, just get an abortion. Eh, go ahead, suck his dick. Eh, whatever, go ahead and do this. Eh, the state will pay for it. Yep, you'll pay for it in your child support. Don't worry about it. No consequences, whatever. That's where we're at here. Uh, Linda, go ahead. Well, they're, fo- they're fostering a society of chaos because... One of the elements in society and culture that is the strongest unit is what's called the nuclear unit. A mom and dad and two kids and the dog, you know, that that bonding that goes on between a nuclear family is is very strong, right? So when you fracture that and these women start to have babies all over the place and they don't know who the father is or the father is not part of that child's life, now you just um, have a society that's in chaos. You know, the da- dad is not vested. Half the time, the dad doesn't even know if he even has a kid out there. Right. Sometimes she doesn't tell him until like 10 years later or maybe when the kid turns 18 or something. Maybe they do, a, you know, Ancestry.com and the kid finds out, whoa, I have a biological, you know, parent out there that I don't even know about. So... I think, you know, the powers that be, they they thrive on a society with chaos because when the society is so disjointed, they cannot bear, bear arms, they cannot join forces, they cannot overthrow evil, so the bad guys get away with all this nonsense. And the bad guys come into our society. Let, let's, if you guys got a few more minutes here, we're coming to quarter past the hour here. Um, if you if you can hang on just for a little bit more, let's look at a little bit of that. And I'm talking about the the immigration or the refugee situation or the crossing of the border illegally. And now we have this entire other segment of society, the rape culture from uh, Islam, the uh, the drug cartels coming across the southern border. Um, this whole in this whole transference across the entire globe, actually, of refugee situations, and what's ending up happening is these people don't want to assimilate. They're they're not going into these uh, host countries and saying, "Okay, thank you for having me in here. I'm going to behave myself, and you know, thank you for having me." 
Um, I'm going to try to do my best to get a job and get my life together, and then hopefully eventually I'll go home. No, again, it's that whole, eh, where's my check? There you go, where's my free housing? Here we go. Right. Oh, oh, you have laws? Oh, look at that hot chick. Let's go gang rape her. And that's what happens. I'm sorry, Oslo, Norway, hello, you know, Germany, Cologne, you know, I mean, this stuff, Nice, France, Calais, France, hello, you know, this stuff goes on. So here we are. Here we are. It's like, yeah, screw it. Yeah, screw it. Well, it's now it, global now. It's now worldwide. What is this going to do for our population, our homogeneous societies, our uh, traditional family and the future of the world. I don't know. Tim, why don't you it's take... Just, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Linda. It's just more chaos, which is what the bad people right. want, because they can control you better. If yes. they're in control and they're focused, but society is out of control and unfocused, guess who thinks... Guess who's going to win at that, at, at that battle, right? Well, Tim, that's just it. Uh, the, uh, you know, as they say, order out of chaos. And uh, you, I'm, I know you guys have heard that uh, mentioned before. What they do is they, uh, you know, uh, advise a way to make chaos. And then when everything is up in arms and people are screaming bloody murder, asking for help, the same people that caused the problem in the first place comes more in government. and they have the solution. Yep, more government. Yeah. That is. Exactly. Um, more regulations, more, but you know, and, and it goes right into socialism. It's going that direction. It, frankly, or practically almost already there. I mean, no, anyway. we are there. No, we are. We're there. Linda, would we you are. agree? We are we there. We are there. Uh, yeah. yeah, we are. We're right in the middle of it. And Linda, you've been doing this for a number of years. I mean, I, would you say that? the American family, the traditional American family, husband, wife, 2.3 kids, dog, and picket fence, that's gone, right? For the most part, yes. And if you're in that category and you do have a strong, loving nuclear family, somehow <laughs> you're an outcast of society. Like, what's wrong with you? And there's still you know, pressures. Th there's pressures. You know, that ideal has, has been made to be shameful or something's wrong with you or it's just crazy it's all flipped around now a lot what promotes it is mainstream it's your um uh, entertainment industry your news industry and your talking heads on mainstream they they i believe that they are the ones that are really pushing this and people are buying it well, I think it still exists in uh, many uh, bedroom towns, suburban towns, and uh, I think it still exists, obviously, in some rural areas, although there, there can be that hillbilly attitude in some of these rural areas. I don't, I, I don't want to stray too much, but here, because I live in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, and Tim, you, Tim and Linda, you guys live in L.A., right? Yes. Tim, yes? I, I live in uh, Northern California, up there by Sacramento. Okay, so you're in a different type of area. So mm -hmm. the point I'm saying is if you live in that 
city. If you live in the in the city or even the inner city, it's a different demographic. It's a different dynamic. I know Worcester is a much much smaller city uh, compared to something like L.A. But locked in this small valley here in Massachusetts is the most ratchet people I have ever <laughs> met in my life. I don't know if this is a magnet for them. It's absolutely unbelievable. Well, quick, quick point I want to say here about what Linda said about chaos and about the destruction of the American family. One of the things, yep. one of the insanely annoying things here that goes on in Worcester is because we have such fractured families and such fractured lifestyles here in uh, central Massachusetts, no one knows how to cross a street. And what I mean by that is you're in a city, traffic, rush hour, lights going, ambulances, this, that, the other thing. Your light turns green. Naturally, you hit the gas to go take your turn. Nope. There's like three or four people crossing the street. They don't know how to use this button on the side of a pole at the edge of the sidewalk. This brings me back to what I said, what, I, what Linda said about the destruction of the family and chaos. The family structure is in such chaos that there is no mother and father at home anymore to teach their children how to cross a street. It is that bad. That, that's how far down the rung we have come in society. Good I analogy. I, I, that is a good I, analogy. I, it's all I, parallel yeah, to what's going crazy. on in the bigger, scene, bigger scheme of things. Absolutely. You know, you're saying in Worcester they're doing it with pedestrians. Here in L.A., they have that same mentality, except they're using a 2,000-pound vehicle. They're using their car. So the light might be red. They're running the red light because, I don't know, I guess the rules don't apply to them. Or they're, you know, the ambulance or the fire truck is screaming down the uh, the road there. And guess what? No one pulls over. I got to get my like, text like, out. Like, really? Yep. Like, you know, whatever you're doing for that millisecond of time, you can't pull over or come to a stop? No, they cannot. I mean, it's just the traffic here is just so out of control and so debased that, you know, it, it's there's accidents left and right. That would never have occurred like ten years ago, even. And it's sucking Crazy. up. The, it's sucking up the system. It's sucking up. Uh, yeah. uh, EMS is sucking up fire, police, which should be fighting crime and protecting people, and uh, they can't. Right. Yeah, I mean, whenever I come into an intersection now, I have to look at all sixteen points of the intersection. It doesn't oh, matter if I have the right of way. It doesn't matter it if doesn't, I have the I, green light. Right. I really just don't want to get hit. So I have to like be hyper-vigilant to see what is going on because some jerk is, you know, breaking the law. And not only that, there'll probably be some idiot at the same time crossing the street, and he'll probably be, he or she will probably be an <laughs> illegal immigrant because it's California. They're everywhere. Right. And so it's like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know. I avoided getting hit by this guy, but I ran over uh, Hector Iligamos over there. And, uh, you know, but yeah. hey, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Keep driving. <laughs> I got to get to and, work. <laughs> and it's twofold. It's not only the drivers that are out of control, but I, I say to myself, where are the cops? Like, these people are not getting tickets. 
like if the cop were to like on certain intersections if they were to just sit there for like 20 minutes they could probably write 20 tickets and go home they probably make their whole quota for the day but the cops aren't writing the tickets either again so it's yeah it's the it's the devolvement the devolvement continues. I don't know where it's going to lead. And I think also this is possibly why everyone's freaking out about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is one of those old-time grandpas who's smacking you up the head, upside the head and saying, What the hell are you doing out there? This is how you're supposed to do it. What's wrong with you? Get up here. Stop spending all this money. Stop that. Shut this down. Go kill ISIS. You know, stop having all these illegitimate children. And everybody in the country is like, oh, my God, he's horrible. It's like, no, he's right. It's like if I was Donald Trump, I'd slap the country upside the head and say, what the hell are you guys doing? Get your act together here. Like a father is supposed to do. Like a parent is supposed to do. Slap your kids upside the head instead. Say, stop doing that. Stop doing that straighten out and fly right. That's what you're supposed to do as a strong parent, as a strong American family, as a strong father and a strong husband. No, you're not going to cheat on me. I'm going to take care of things here. This is my job. And your job, because you're a woman and you want to claim equality, yes, you're going to go out there and work too. You're going to help pay the bills. And when I'm not home, you'll take care of the house. And when you're not home, I'll take care of the house. We're in this together. And I had said on Linda's, uh, Linda's show last week, yeah. if things are going wrong in your marriage, don't be doing something behind each other's back. Go out there and do something together. If you need to get laid and she needs to get laid, go out there and do it together. At least you come home at the end of the night together and you kiss your children as they're sleeping in the bed and you pay the babysitter and you go home together, and you work that marriage out, you work those problems out. You don't go out there and stray. It's all chaos. It's just chaos. Then you get a disease. Then you have a baby with some other broad or something else goes on. It's just chaos, and it just gets completely out of control. Ladies, Can I add one, one thing? Go ahead, Tim. Uh, just just really quick. OK, uh, there's some folks out there that were like conservative Christian and they were a music group and they were from uh, the Middle East and they came here legally into the United States and to assimilate and all that. And the the woman was separated from the husband for a time during that time. It was uh, other women that were telling her, are you married? And once she said, yes, I'm happily married. They said, you know, you don't need to be married. In fact, you really don't even need a husband. Why don't you just get rid of him? Uh, you know, they they were like trying to suggest, strongly suggest divorce or just get rid of him. And she's like, no, thanks. The minute she said no, she received uh, they, they had a hardship trying to come here to the United States. They were making it more difficult for her um, and him. Because, it, you know, anyways, it's all about that feminism stuff going on. Anyways, that's what I wanted to add. And well, I can give you the names to the people. It, it, it's it's probably easier for that for, for her. Well, if you come as as 
a disenfranchised woman or a divorced woman, again, our socialist-style type of government and our socialist-style type of uh, system that we have would be, oh, she's a single mom, she's divorced, oh, we have to help her. And all the women's group will, will come out and it'll cost us millions of freaking dollars to, please, please. Yeah, that that's crazy, too. Linda, take it from here. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, all the, the standards and morals that we had, you know, 20, 30 years ago have all gone out the window. Uh, I, I agree with what, what Tim is saying. They've made that nuclear family absolutely wrong. Um, now they're trying to be on the big... Have you noticed this past year or two, they're on a big feminism kick? Well... They did a survey as to how many feminists there are out there. Guess what? It's only the number is only fifteen percent. But if you were to listen to the media and to social media, you would be confounded to think that that number is ninety percent. Right. Doesn't right. it right. seem like all women are feminists these days? Right. right. Uh, That's listen. certainly not the case. But here is the subtle brainwashing that they're doing that they're making it seem like the feminist values are all that and all women, you know, 90% of the women believe in those values. Linda makes a great point here, folks, in that it's only 15% uh, during the uh, 2016 election. uh, The left depended on the LGBT uh, feminist vote. uh, And and, and it was like something like 1% or 2% of the entire population. And then, of course, the left is screaming and yelling about uh, us being on the right, being Nazis and KKK. And again, Rush Limbaugh even said this on one of his shows uh during the election it's like it's like you couldn't you couldn't fill a congressional district with all the neo-nazis and kkk people if you put them all together <laughs> in one county you couldn't fill a congressional district because you're, you're only talking like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand maybe across the country same thing with the uh these vagina hats uh these lgbt queer iu he she it we they groups i mean you're talking one two percent but Linda's correct. The way the media spins it, it's like, well, everyone's gay, right? Well, well, uh, you're a woman? No, but I was a man. Oh, yeah, you, uh, you know what? My neighbor is. You would think that everybody is. But that's how the media spins it. It's only if, in fact, if I took Linda's numbers of 15% and the KKK numbers on the, on the, the far left, if you put mm-hmm. them all together, you're talking maybe 17% of the entire population of the United States. Now, you might think that might be sizable, but they're disparate. They're separated. They're across 3,000 miles. They're in every county city. There's five here, 20 over there. There's no there's no homogeny here. There's no coalescence going on here amongst this group, except through the media. And they're spinning this to make it seem like they're even bigger. And this is leading to what Linda was saying, to cheating, to adultery, to this attitude of women and men that, eh, screw it, I can do whatever I want, right? Well, you know what? Today I feel like I'm gay, and I'm just going to go do this. And you know what? I feel like I'm a woman, so I'm going to walk into the woman's restroom. And everyone's supposed to somehow be acceptable of this. Go ahead, Linda. 
Yep. They even have a phrase for it. What is it called? YOLO. You only live once. <laughs> so you have, I guess today's population, they're living like there is no tomorrow. So what I, what I do today has no consequence. It has no aftermath. So you might as well. So go ahead and run that light. Go ahead and have unprotected sex. Go ahead and abuse the system, you know, on and on and on in every single facet. Yep, your abortion will be there, taxpayer-funded uh, uh, for free if you can't pay. Uh, Linda, give your uh, website, your radio show. Yes, uh, the name of my show is The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Uh, you can just Google that, and all the links should come up. I do have a mobile app with the same name, and they can uh, listen to the show live or on demand. And if they don't have my mobile app, we're also on TuneIn and SoundCloud. Or if you're in Los Angeles, we are at KMET 1490 AM. That's KMET 1490 AM. I'm on every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Linda, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I love having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, let me know if anything's coming up in the future. I'd be more than jazzed to be back on there. Um, it was absolutely thank fantastic. Thank you so much. You bring so much to the table. You're, you're such a great guest and host. And, you know, I'm always happy to, to have you on my show or vice versa. All right. Kiddo. We'll do this again. By the way, this coming uh, Go ahead. Uh, tomorrow, actually, is, is my show. And we're talking about the opposite of this topic, which is sexless marriages. Woo! Mm. Like, why are, why are you staying in this relationship if it's sexless? <laughs> and there's a big population of those people, too. I'm Makes sure you there want to is. scratch your head going, why? Well, hey, it's all an equal society now, right? I mean, everyone's <laughs> supposed to be equal and acceptable, right? It's yeah. so crazy. So we're taking it from one extreme to the other. <laughs> I know. Linda, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Good to talk to you again. Welcome. Thank you. And good speaking with you. Okay. All right. Take care, guys. See and so, what an absolutely great guest she is. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, I've I've coined the phrase. Um, just speaking with her is like liquid gold. I mean, she's got an an amazing voice, great character. Um, she's just a great lady. So, yeah, one, definitely. One, one of the things I love have about having her on and talking with her, she's not afraid. She's not afraid to actually uh, point things out that are actual facts. And she's actually a woman that I can talk. And maybe it's the microphone and the separation of 3,000 miles that I can sit there and I can talk about sexual situations with her. And she can, she can answer it. And I'm not feeling creeped out and weird about it. And, uh, and I don't mean that, that she creeps me out. Because, but, you know, because of the current climate and everything, if a man even suggests anything... You know, he's he's going over the Rolodex in his mind of, am I sexually harassing? Am I being too alpha male? Maybe I should be more effeminate. Maybe I should do this. Maybe You know, it's like RoboCop in the second movie where they fucked up his prime directive in his brain and they put this entire <laughs> dissertation of all the things he should be paying attention to and poor RoboCop didn't know whether to shit or go blind. And so now here we are as men. We don't know whether to shit or go blind when we're talking to a woman for crying out loud 
<laughs> you know, it's like it's this is what I love about being able to talk to a person like that, a woman like that. It's like, oh, God. Oh, thank you. I can just be myself. Yes, you can. And it's OK. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, yeah, man. she's she's very articulate, intelligent, and she has an independent mind. Uh, and uh, the the ones that you want to look out for are, are the current and most recent past college graduate females, uh, because if you look at these colleges, um, all of them usually have like a women lib. I mean, uh, like, um, um, yeah, women's liberation classes or uh, um, just things that are gynocentric in nature. And they teach completely one-sided statistics, stats, whatever, uh, that could easily be proven false. And they are. But if you do prove them to be false, you become the enemy very quickly you and know, hated. And, 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 you know, I, I have the luxury of being with my uh, my significant other right now for 21 years and she and I are still to this day desperately in love with each other and uh, we have our fights, we have our problems, we have our shit going on. We do. Uh, yeah. But the two of us are... We, we've gone... We, we've we've been able to watch all this shit happen around us. We've been able to everything Linda was talking about, everything you've been talking about tonight. We've been able to watch all this going on around us in society, and neither one of us have had the thought in our head. Well, screw it, I'm going to go do that too. No, the two of us are almost like a fortress family where where it's like no i'm staying right here it's like i don't want anything to do with that it's too screwed up it's too like linda said it's chaos it's total chaos out there and so i have that luxury of being with somebody where it's like no this is it our kids are grown we we did our time it's you and me we're staying together that's it end of story tim i want to thank you so much my good friend Skyping in tonight. I love you, brother. Thank you so much 